Hi, it's Hal Anderson. Welcome to my podcast. You're going to meet an impressive young man. They call him Winnipeg's kindness kid, Jaden Schritt and his mom, Sharon. So hang on for that. We also talked to Aaron Zeggers at the Gimli Film Festival. It is on this weekend, despite all that sewage in the lake, no problems at all. And Terry Shaw from the Manitoba Trucking Association weighs in on possible changes to the south perimeter and his thoughts on Portage and Maine as well. Please subscribe to this podcast. Please rate this podcast. And now, the podcast. Well, I got a real nice email from Sharon Schritt about her son, Jaden. And as she wrote this, he was 10. He just turned 11. And he is known as Winnipeg's kindness kid. And Jaden and his mom, Sharon, came by the station today and this morning, and we, we sat down and, and had a chat. Take a listen. Hello, Jaden. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Why do they call you the kindness kid? Because I am spreading kindness by giving stuff to Silo Mission and Winnipeg Harvest, and I met the mayor, and we're trying to stop. We're trying to put Siloam out of business. That might sound bad, but it's not bad because if we put it out of business, that means there's no more homeless people, and we don't want that. No. And you gave me a gift. You are so kind you brought me a gift today. What did you bring me? I got you a Lego necklace and a pair of Lego earrings. And the earrings are for my wife, not for me. Yeah, the earrings are for your wife. Gotcha. Um, And you make these. Yes, we make them, and I think we're going to be selling them in a garage sale on Saturday. Saturday, Isn't that cool? Saturday and Sunday. Um, if you want to stop by and buy some, they're going to be two dollars. Yeah. Um, get the plug in. Where, where's cool the garage sale? Get the plug in. It's where's at, the garage sale? It's at uh, Four Veronica Bay, where I live. Uh huh. Yay. <laughs> yeah, you like your neighborhood. I mean, there's. Some parts of it I don't, but I like it most of the time, yeah. Yeah. And this all started, you set up a table, right? Yeah, I set up a table at the end of my, um, well, bay, I guess. Yeah. And I started collecting signatures. Some people were, like, really good, and they were like, oh, yeah, this is a really good idea, and I'm going to support you all the way there. Other people were like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it anyway. But it's about those people that go whatever i'll do it anyway because we want to change that yeah and then you took all the people that signed that got like, to mayor bowman yeah we got like 200 150 signatures and we took it to mayor bowman and we handed them in and we talked about it and he want he volunteers at Siloam every now and then and maybe yeah. you should volunteer at Siloam too because my mom volunteered there and apparently it was really fun Good idea. And so what was the point of the signatures you were collecting? That was kind of a petition then? Well, it was. I was trying to, yeah, it was kind of like a petition. Yeah. I was trying to collect signatures for um, to stop racism, homelessness, and sexism because there's a bunch of different stories where that came from, but if I talked about all that, that would take way too long. Now you can t- you get as much time as you want. You go Whoa. ahead. Talk all you want. Okay. I saw a kid getting bullied by a couple girls, and they were like, you don't get the stuff that we do because we're better than you. And I think that was wrong. Right. Same thing happened. There was a couple guys bullying somebody who had a different skin color. Um, 
than them. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you don't get the same stuff that we do because you have different skin color and yeah. you're not the same as the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's wrong. Yeah. And I'm trying to get rid of that once, once and for all. So I never have to see that again because that bothers me. And yeah. I, that, you know, that just gives me a feeling. Yeah. Not a good feeling Not either. Not a good feeling. Yeah. And if anybody is listening to this, that does do that stuff to other people, you should probably change. Yeah. It'll feel better on them, and it'll feel better on you. Mm-hmm. How old are you? 23? I'm 11. Wow. You're 11, and you got all this figured out, eh? I just turned 11 yesterday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Um, So I see here your mom wrote me a real nice letter about mm-hmm. you. And she talked about how you put together 150 lunches. Yes, that's For Silo true. Mission, water they, bottle. What was all in the they lunch? They had like a cheese stick, some crackers, I think, an apple, a water bottle, and a flavor drink mix for the water bottle. Yeah. And maybe a couple other things. Yeah. And then you put a... And then you put together 150 care, care packages. packages. I did about 150 for men and 40 for women because there are more men at Siloam than women and because yeah. reasons. I don't know what to say there. Yeah. And cut, now cut what's next? What's next now? Oh, you're telling me where to edit. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And then what's next now for you? You're just going to continue to be Winnipeg's kindness. Is it kindness kid um, or kid kindness? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know either. I forget. I had I it written it's down the here somewhere. Kid. The kindness kid. So you're just going to yeah. continue to be Winnipeg's kindness kid and try and do good? Yeah. I want to ask everybody who's listening this something. I have a GoFundMe page. Do you? And recently, me and the kindness people, I don't know what else to call them, we were discussing maybe we should ask everybody. That might be listening to the radio station if they could donate $2. Uh-huh. Nothing big. Yeah. Because if you a donate bit. $100, mm. you'll notice that out of your paycheck and stuff. Yeah. But $2 isn't much. No. Skip your coffee in the morning. Right. right? Yes. That's not going to do anything. And the thing is, $2 can help 24 more people. A bottle yeah. of water packages is $2, and we are collecting them and bringing them to Siloam. And we're going to bring stuff to Winnipeg Harvest. So your $2 can help possibly 24 more people. So if you can go find my GoFundMe page, I think it's the hashtag more kindness or something. Yeah. Um, if you can go find that and donate $2, $5, Whatever. anything like that. A little that, bit. A little um, bit. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. That'll help so many more people. And I actually checked out your GoFundMe page. Oh, you did? Cool. Yeah. It's uh, More Kindness 2018. More Kindness 2018. And I yeah. see that you have a goal of $1,000. Yes, I want to get $1,000. And did you know that you are at $890 right wow. now? Yeah. You are like awesome. uh, $110 <laughs> away. That's Pretty good. Excellent. I, if everybody in Winnipeg donated two dollars, yeah, that definitely get me over. Maybe yeah. even to like two thousand or three thousand. Right. Then I can help so many more people. Mm-hmm. I can help the mayor, and if you want to help the mayor too, you can. Are you on his campaign team? Because you know there's an election coming up soon, eh? I want to. Yeah. I want to be the smallest mayor, but I'm going to make the biggest changes. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I uh, checked my bank account. I checked my budget. 
cool. And I can make a contribution to your GoFundMe page. Oh, cool. There's $110 cash. Whoa. Have you ever seen one of those before? This is the third time, the only the third time that I've held a $100 bill. Well, I had to go to the bank to get this that. This is awesome. I didn't even know if they made those anymore, but apparently they do. They do. And, they do. And now I have cleaned out my bank account because, you know what, I've been saying for a long time on the radio mm-hmm. that it seems like we don't have as much kindness as we used to. And you are a great example of the kindness I'm, is there. We just got to look for it sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And this is affecting so many more people. Yeah. My, like how many lunches could you make with that? Lots, eh? Like 80 or something. Wow. Right? Um, my dad's friends are, some of them are doing good stuff. One of them are they're collecting underwear and socks and stuff right. to give to Siloam. Mm-hmm. Another one, they're going to fill up their car with um, ice-cold water bottles and stuff. They're going to drive around and mm. give them to homeless people. Yeah. It's affecting so many more people. Other people, even on the other side of the world, are doing more stuff now that yeah. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I even got my school on board with this. I heard about okay? this, yeah. I asked them, hey, could you help me with this? Mm-hmm. I need stuff to help make lunches. And they helped you get And they stuff, helped right? me get that yeah. stuff. Very cool. They donated all that stuff mm-hmm. to Siloam. Hey, Jaden, great job. You're an inspiration. You are an 11-year-old inspiration. Really? You are Winnipeg's kindness kid. Shake my hand. Cool. Keep it up, buddy, okay? I will do my best. Can I talk to your mom for a bit now? Yeah, sure. Mom, come on over here. So, Mom, you must be proud. I don't think proud begins to... To explain it, I don't know that there's a strong enough word, to be honest. Yeah. How did this all happen? When did this start with him? He came home from school um, in April sometime, um, and he's like, Mom, I want to go and set up a stand. And, of course, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. I had a headache. It wasn't feeling good. And he's like, well, I want to go. And I said, okay, fine. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'll sit on the front porch and watch you then. So he did it his own. He started out this little stand with his little TV table on the corner. Um, And it started out with just the one cause, which I believe was homelessness. And then he added, um, or maybe it was racism. And then he added on the sexism and the homelessness onto there. And he just had a paper and sat out there for actually almost two weeks. Wow. Because um, usually kids do this and they get tired after 20 minutes, right? Exactly. Mm. So no, and he actually wouldn't even come in for dinner. Wow. (laughs) I had to bring his dinner out there so he could eat it um, because he didn't want to miss anyone. And, you know, a number of people drove by and, you know, I have to say, actually, a lot of people stopped and were surprised that he wasn't selling anything or didn't right. want money. making money for himself. Exactly. Yeah, he was a doing it for like, others. Well, do you want money? And he's like, right. no, I just want signatures. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of people, you know, just saying, you know, like, is this your son? Like, wow, like, that's amazing. Good for him. And yeah. so many people that were... Um, I think, you know, just sincerely moved by his mm-hmm. his age and his yeah. his knowledge of, hey, there's a problem and this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Well, you've done something right, Mom. I, I say it's not me. It's all him. Yeah, uh, but you're <laughs> responsible for him. True, true that. And what he is at 11. So great job on you. And Thank you. Yeah, keep it up. Eh? Absolutely. And, and in, because I'll tell you what, he could go on to be, you know, he's doing great things now. I mean, imagine what he could be oh. in another 10 or 15 year president. I yes. can't no, wait. No, you can't be president. Yeah. No.
He's in the background yeah, here. Oh, he can be prime minister. He can be prime minister <laughs> or something. Yeah. Well, I can't keep wait it up. To see where it takes him. Yeah. Really. Plug the garage sale this weekend. Tell us again where uh, it's going to be. For Veronica Bay, which is between uh, Templeton and Leela, just yeah. off of Salter. Okay. And he's going to be selling his. Uh, he's going to be selling his uh, Lego jewelry. Lego jewelry, yeah. or what we're saying, building building mm-hmm. jewelry, because yeah. of course it's Lego. You can yeah. build on it. We've yeah. got many earrings and many necklaces. Two dollars a pop, and he will use all that money for future. Uh, Asylum or Winnipeg Harvest, or he's going to do something for Children's Hospital come Christmas as well. So, Fantastic. of course, any donations are, are more than welcome. Yeah. Jaden, Sharon, keep it up. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Three Gimli area beaches, uh, basically, no swimming in those beaches or off those beaches in Lake Winnipeg. Notices have gone up on Lonnie Beach, Gimli Public Beach. And the swimming area near the Viking statue and Moonlight Bay, cautioning people not to go in the water. E. coli test results are expected back later today. No impact on the town's drinking water. That's the good news. There's been a sewage leak up there that ended up uh, in the water. And I can also tell you that it will have no impact this weekend on the Gimli Film Festival. And Aaron Zeggers joins us on the phone now uh, to confirm that. Aaron, is is that the case? No impact on the festival at all? Well, Hal, uh, we had our opening night last night, as you probably know, and uh, two sold-out uh, film screenings to kick off the festival. And, you know, the weather didn't really cooperate for the beach last night. We screened uh, a league of their own, a fantastic uh, fantastic film and uh, you'd be shocked at the i don't know maybe 80 people that braved the kind of spitting rain and and uh uh, uh, to to watch that film so we're really excited to kick things off at full blast today isn't that great but uh, the uh, sewage situation is not going to have any impact eh? is there any smell or anything near the beach no, no, I, I, we, we, we've taken a good walk around, and, and there's nothing really visible. I think they're really just trying to play it safe, and, uh, of course, the, you know, they have to do their due diligence. You know, the RM uh, here is such a great partner of ours, and we're so happy to always be working with them. So, um, of course, the timing isn't the best, but, yeah, there's, it's not like uh, some kind of hazmat situation, for sure not. Uh, yeah, there's no scent, there's no odor. I think they're just waiting to be safe and uh, waiting for those lab results to get back to ensure that everything's good to go. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to have you on, Aaron, because I didn't want people saying, oh, well, maybe we won't head out there because of this. And I don't want people to do that because I love the area, right? I mean, my cottage is just a little south of Gimli. This festival is getting bigger and better every year. Uh, So let's talk about the festival now that we know nothing has changed. You said you had a great crowd last night despite the weather. I just read the forecast. It's looking good for you. It's looking good. I met, when I woke up, I had dreams all last night that it was going to rain all week. woke up this morning and I was happy to see those bright blue skies out there. So, yeah, yeah. And we got to, I mean, of course, the beach films, you know, which uh, people are always so excited to hear about and uh, kind of the signature of the festival, right? And we're very excited this year for the first time to also be uh, have some community partners that are offering uh, a licensed uh, uh, beverage area um, just uh, on the one side of the beach. So kind of an additional bonus for those of you that want to enjoy some suds with your films. Yeah. Uh, just quickly, let's talk about the beach films, because you're right, that is a big attraction. Uh, when, where, what time, all that kind of stuff. For sure, yeah. The beach films this year, we got um, 
Uh, tonight, actually, uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that are going to be excited about this one. Uh, Phantom of the Paradise, the cult 1974 hit in Winnipeg only, pretty much. Winnipeg and Paris, I think it was this ginormous hit and played for months on end. Uh, we're, hit, we're, we're, we're trying that one out on the beach, and it's going to be a blast. I know the, certain people from a certain generation, uh, you know, they're going to be excited about that one. So. Um, and then Friday night is more of our, our kind of like a party party times for fun people night with uh, with uh, Days and Confused at 10 p.m. and then midnight screening of the Big Lebowski, and that's the first uh, day also that our beer tent will be open for business. So, uh, and then um, Saturday we have um, uh, Stand by Me, of course classic family film. We're going to have uh, the RBC Beach Boardwalk is going to be open, so we're going to have some face painting and games for kids too preceding the film. So bring the family down and come check out that classic, classic uh, coming-of-age story. And then it all wraps up on Sunday with uh, the classic John Candy, uh, John Hughes written film, The Great Outdoors. Excellent stuff. Aaron, give the website quickly before I let you go. Gimlifilm.com for all the tickets, passes, anything you need. Gimlifilm.com. Thanks, man. Have a great weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks. They are looking at a possible bypass at the south perimeter heading into St. Norbert. That could be in the works. The province holding info sessions next month to look at the possibilities. Ron Schuler was on our air talking about that. And I wanted to get some feedback from the Manitoba Trucking Association and its leader, Terry Shaw. Good afternoon, Terry. Hey, Hal. Hi, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. We appreciate so, the interest. Yeah, I'm curious to know uh, how you and the truckers feel about this. It would seem to me that you probably uh, use it, uh, well, I won't say more than anybody else, but you're big users of the perimeter. Does this make sense to you? Absolutely. Yeah, we've been advocating for a long time um, that our perimeter is not meeting the needs we believe it's designed for. You know, it's supposed to be an expressway. People can avoid city congestion. Um, you know, a commercial goods movement corridor, um, and it acted as that, but the um, design and implementation of it was, you know, it's highly inefficient. And so we absolutely support the work being done in terms of making the perimeter more efficient and more safe. This, if they follow through and do a lot of these sorts of things, this could get real expensive real fast. Do you think this government is committed to spend the money and, and do it right? Uh, <laughs> I'll let them answer that question. We're, we like the direction they're heading in. Um, you are correct. It is not a, a quick fix, and it is not a cheap fix, uh, but we believe it's one that's necessary. Um, this is the Trans-Canada Highway. Uh, we're in the dead center of not only Canada, but of North America, right? Um, we've got responsibilities to Manitoba, the Manitoba supply chain, but we're also caretakers of this portion of our national infrastructure. Um, we're investing in areas like Centerport, um, you know, the province of Manitoba is currently engaged in an economic development strategy. Um, the pipeline, the backbone of that economic activity is trucking. And so we need to make sure we're investing accordingly. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that it's called the perimeter highway because it's not much of a highway in some spots, is it? No, absolutely not. And, that you know, past decisions were what they were. We have what we have. And so the fact that somebody is recognizing it's it's high time that we um, you know, try um, or at least envision what it could be and, and ideally take some steps towards making that a reality is certainly something we endorse. Wouldn't it, and these, uh, you know, looking at these bypasses and things, I, I get that takes time and it takes money. Do you think an improvement would even be getting rid of some of the stoplights? Wouldn't that be a step in the right direction? 
Absolutely. And that, again, is something that we've been advocating for for some time. Um, you know, uh, a perimeter highway is supposed to be that, you know, uh, vehicles heading in one direction, get up to speed and keep heading in that direction. Um, there's a whole host of access points on the perimeter as well. The perimeter um, execution um, for years, it's been treated like a back lane. You know, there's, uh, I don't know how many access points or crossways um, on the perimeter highway that really shouldn't be there. The province is looking at eliminating those. We need a plan and a strategy to eliminate them. We can't just shut them down overnight. We can't take away access without creating new access. Uh, but, uh, you know, the conversations we've been having, these are all part of the plan, short, medium, and longer term. And these stoplights, I've been told by others, that really, uh, when you start taking trucks and other vehicles and slowing them down and stopping them and then getting them going again, that is a recipe for accidents. Absolutely. Anytime you have vehicles, anytime you create an opportunity for vehicles to interact, it's bad news. Whether that be, you know, one vehicle in front of another or vehicles, more importantly, crossing each other at grade, um, certainly at uncontrolled intersections, right? And so when you've got the red lights on a high-speed freeway, which the uh, perimeter is supposed to be, that is absolutely problematic. There's also other concerns We've got uh, turning lanes that are in the high-speed passing lane on the perimeter at certain points, you know, um, and it's elements like that that the government has recognized they need to shut down. Uh, we've been calling for that for years, so we endorse those moves. So uh, the perimeter serves a function. Can it be improved? Absolutely. And, and you know, we're looking forward to helping where we can uh, work towards that. All right. Let me get your opinion on another mess. Portage in Maine. How does the Trucking Association feel about opening up Portage and Maine to pedestrians? Yeah, well, uh, again, our board talked about both of these items uh, at our June board meeting and, you know, beyond. But um, at our June board meeting, our board uh, officially decided, uh, look, we haven't been consulted on Portage and Maine. There's been a lot of talk about Portage and Maine in concept. Nobody has seen a concrete design. Um, it is in their opinion, in the opinion of the Manitoba Trucking Association, it is a pet political project. Um, it's not on the Winnipeg Transportation Plan. It's not listed as a City of Winnipeg infrastructure priority. Um, the people we are looking to serve without pedestrians, we're all about active transportation. We're all about supporting pedestrian movement. Um, they have the underground walkway, uh, a block northeast, west, and south, they have, you know, road crossings that are available to them. Our city is hub and spoke, and that hub is Portage and Maine. Um, there are about 10,000, not quite, uh, Winnipeggers that cross Portage and Maine in a vehicle, be it a transit bus, a car, or a heavy truck, um, during the AM peak rush um, every day. There's about uh, 1,400 pedestrians that do. Um, we just really question the need that is trying to be met here. We haven't seen a cost benefit. Um, nobody has directly assessed the safety considerations. Um, there are certainly negative efficiency considerations. Um, yeah, our board is very concerned about the, you know, the moves potentially being made at Portage Maine.
Let me guess why maybe you haven't been consulted on Portage of Maine because you don't like the idea. You and I have had this conversation before. When stuff like this comes up, Terry, you're one of the first people I think of because I think, you know what, let's get the opinion of the truckers because the truckers are on the road a lot more than all of us. And so I think your opinion is important. Again, here's another example of another government not consulting with you. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, and I think, quite frankly, in regards to Portage and Maine, uh, we are we receive calls from the city of Winnipeg fairly regularly. Um, a lot of it, is, there's a lot of communication going on. How much genuine consultation occurs is another issue. I believe we haven't been consulted on Portage and Maine because, again, at this point, what is there to consult on? There is no plan. There has been no decision made. It's not on the transportation master plan. What are we being asked to approve? You know, might there be a way that Portage and Maine could work for pedestrians and vehicular traffic? Possibly. We're not being asked to comment on that. We're being asked to comment on this very nebulous idea of opening Portage and Maine. Well, what does opening mean, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And again, that all comes down to we are not opposed to active transportation, complete cities, you know, urban development, any of that stuff. We're highly supportive of it. Absolutely. But we always look at what is the reasonable alternative. You can't take something away and say, go somewhere else. You know, we can't find somewhere else on a map. And again, Portage and Maine, if you, you know, the next available, you know, had a block over, it's the Red River. That's not a legitimate alternate route, you know. So we're talking about Lajamodier, Route 90. Um, these aren't a block away. These are miles away, right? Uh, we've been talking about the inner ring road uh, for years. It's a huge part of the transportation master plan. Why are we not investing in that? Why are we not finishing that? And then let's look at elements like Portage and Maine, when some of the traffic has been mitigated there because of the inner ring road, when our industry has a, a legitimate alternative, maybe to Portage and Maine, maybe at that point we look at opening it up, right? Terry, thanks for your time. I always appreciate it. Yeah, you too, Hal. Thank you.